Welcome to Pursuit Church Mornington Podcast with Pastor Brian Carden. The message you are about to hear will help you build your faith in Christ and grow in the knowledge of His will. Let's go right into the message. Isaiah 66, 22 says, For as the new heavens and the new, and the new earth, which I will make, shall remain before me, saith the Lord, so shall your seed and your name remain. Now listen, for every believer, I tell you, that's powerful. Because that's just the opposite of the non-believer. One of them says, there won't even be a thought of it anymore. The other says, hey, when it comes, when it comes time for that new heaven and new earth, the thing that, that it's going to remain before me, and your seed and your name's going to remain. I tell you, let me just tell you something. What you do in this life will have an effect in eternity. Oh, that's powerful. Glory to God. Revelation 21, 1 and 27 says this. Revelation 21, 1 says, And I saw a new heaven and new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth were passed away, and there was no more sea. Verse 27 says, And there shall in no wise enter into it anything that defileth, neither whatsoever worketh abomination or maketh the lie, but they which are written in the Lamb's book of life. So, the Bible tells us, and we will learn about this in our study who will go to heaven? Is there a hell? And who will go to hell? What happens to those who are dead? We will learn about the judgments, the judgment of the, every believer, the judgment of those who rejected Christ and the unbeliever. What happens at the end of the judgment seat of Christ? When or is there a second coming? And let me just say this. I'm going to kind of give you a little tidbit here on this. The rapture is not the second coming of Jesus Christ. And is there a rapture? Some years ago when I first came to Australia and I was scouting out the land to find out where God wanted me to uh, plant the church because he sent me here to do that. And uh, I, was at a, uh, I was invited to a, a large uh, pastoral kind of meeting, a prayer conference uh, on Phillip Island many years ago. And the Holy Spirit had been speaking to me for two and a half weeks as I was fasting and praying down in this region. And he had given me a lot of words and a lot of different things. And I went to this conference, and uh, uh, very uniquely enough, there were some really good speakers, and, man, they were speaking a lot of things that the Holy Spirit had been speaking to me about, and I'm thinking, man, I'm tuned in, glory to God, like that kind of thing. And, and I wasn't prepared to go to a, a, a minister's meeting. I was actually just trying to figure out where God wanted me to plant the church. And uh, as I was there on the last day, they, they, they asked me to speak. And so I just stood up and just gave word out of Psalms 24 with clean hands and a pure heart. Talking about the king of glory will come in. Who is that king of glory? Jesus Christ the righteous. But let me just say this. One of the things that happened there was as I walked into this room, there was a room one day, I walked in uh, after one of the meetings, and uh, one of the regional directors of a particular denomination, and all the pastors that was under that regional director uh, were in there, uh, and they were having a little meeting or something, and as I walked through the door, this is where my bed was. I had to get to my bed. And uh, they looked at me, and as I walked in, and, the, and I, said, I mean, I just opened the door. And the guy said to me, he says, he says, I know what you believe. And I said, okay, what do I believe? And he was talking about the rapture of the church. And he assumed my doctrine, what I understood and what I had and where I came from, what kind of church I must have come from. He never knew me. He didn't even know my name. Maybe he did. I don't know. I, never, I didn't know who he was. But anyhow, he began to tell me what he thought I believed 
about the rapture. The night before I went to bed, I was very tired and, and long day and different things, you know, several different meetings going on. I asked the Lord, I said, I said, God, is there something you want to speak to me about before I go to sleep? And he just put a, a simple scripture out of the book of Revelation in my heart. And, I, and I'll be honest with you, God rarely does something necessarily like that. It's usually something else, you know, not necessarily taking me to the book of Revelation. And the scripture just, just simply read, very simple scripture. It says, do not seal this book. Whoever reads it will be blessed. And I thought, well, that's cool. I'm not sure what all that means. I guess you want me to study the book of Revelation. I'm not sure, Lord. I, I figured that's part of what it was. I, I didn't know. And I said, but I'm not doing it tonight. I'm going to bed. I love you. And uh, I just rolled over and went to sleep. I didn't know I was going to, the next day, in the middle of the afternoon, we're going to walk in and, and have, this, have this little moment here. And a guy was telling me what I believe about the rapture and how that nobody can understand it because the book is sealed. I just looked at him and I said, Lord, what do you want me to say? Holy Spirit told me, he said, tell him, it's not wrong to believe you're right. I said, well, it's not wrong to believe you're right. And you thought he was going to get up and fight me. And he said to him, he said, he said, you can't say that. And he's hollering at me. And I just stood there. I didn't know what else to say. I just stood there. And he said, you can't say that. You can't say that because the book is sealed. And I said, you know, I said, do you have your screen? Because he has a laptop there. I said, do you have, just turn to this passage of Scripture. And I went and sat down beside him. I said, don't read it out loud. But it was that scripture that the Lord gave me the night before. Don't sit, this book is not sealed. It's not sealed. Listen, we are the generation when it comes to the book of Daniel about the sealing of that prophecy. It's open to us today. It's not something that is hidden. It's open to us today. Under the new covenant, we can see these things. We can understand these things. These prophetic fulfillments are happening around us today, guys. And we can understand God's purpose and His timeline. We can understand these things that we might be prepared and equipped. So I want to encourage each and every one of you to take the time with me and go through this study. Because there's a lot of Christian writers and, and TV personalities and various people, you know, reaching the world with the gospel. And it's wonderful. I love it. And I'm not condemning anybody. But I want you to understand something. What I'm saying is, is we do not need to speculate. But the hygiene we enjoy, which includes the vocabulary of communication that we speak concerning the prophetic fulfillments, need to come from the source of the Word of God. I'm going to give you an example of what I mean. Because there's other vocabularies that many are using today. Let's just say the Jewish Talmud. Anybody know what that is? The Jewish Talmud? You know what it is, yeah? Uh, and a lot of times, you, how many of you hear a lot of Jewish uh, prophetic speakings today? You hear a lot of that going on and different things. How many of you hear some of it? Just a few me, just me, just a couple of you. But let me just say something. Maybe you don't want to say anything. But let me just, let me just help you with something. There is five understandings of the, of, of the Jewish understanding of the doctrine of this. First of all, you had the Mosaic, which is a biblical foundation of the doctrine. Then you had the uh, 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 the the Pharisaical or, uh, or the Pharisee, you know, the, the Pharisaical uh, understanding. And this is what Jesus corrected. Jesus corrected the Pharisaical understanding. And, and you have, uh, and during that timeline of when Jesus was here on the earth, and he was correcting uh, their, their belief because 
what they did was, and let me just think of, let me just help you with this understanding. Even even the the Talmud, which which uh, two, there were two different kinds. There's one that was written in Babylon, another one that was written in, in Jerusalem. Uh, and and a lot of times, a lot of people go off of this understanding to give out prophetic timelines and prophetic understandings. But let me just say something to you: it's not the word that God gave to them, but it was something that they had to come up with. Because let me just tell you something: whenever the sacri- when the temple was destroyed and the sacrifices could no longer be made, remember the foundation of their belief comes from an understanding that there is no remission of sins without the shedding of blood. And when that could not happen any longer, the the listen, brilliant minds and beautiful understandings of things of the sages, so to speak, the the timelines and other things of of of, of stories and things that they that that came from them were added to it. But it wasn't what God gave to them. Are you with me? So the point being is, it's just kind of like uh, the Talmud is commentaries, but we don't live off the commentaries. We live off the Word of God because there's a lot of commentaries that will tell you something that doesn't have a purity of foundation truth in it. It's kind of like uh, I was kind of uh, setting an example a while ago. If I talked tonight about the gifts of the Holy Spirit, uh, talked about the baptism of the Holy Spirit, if I talked about tithe and offering and other things of that nature, I would find out, you would find out tonight, there would probably be some uh, sloppiness in our vocabulary which keeps us from participating and receiving a lot of the things that God says that we can have. Why? Where do we get it from? Commentaries. We're not going to the source. Are you with me? Listen, some commentaries, I'm not, I'm not beating every commentary up, but the point being is, is commentaries can be good and useful and wrong all at the same time. And you need to be wise about it. Are you with me? Because when it comes to uh, a lot of things that uh, Jesus corrected, one of the things he, that he corrected uh, when it came to the Pharisees, which added to the Torah, which is understood as the oral law, not the law that God gave, but the oral law, which were passed down. You see, the Jewish leadership began to exalt these things over the Torah during this time. And this is one of the biggest things that was uh, a problem within that religion. And this problem created a lot of the redefining of Judaism. And so we need to be very careful. Another thing that, that a lot of times people use is mathematics to, to, to try to uh, give us an understanding of what God has said. And let me just say this, mathematics would get such things as wormholes, black holes, all of these kind of things out of it. Listen, there's a lot. It's very intriguing and very inspiring. It's very unique. But again, I like all of that kind of stuff. But let me just tell you something. I don't let it build my foundation of what is going to happen, what is to come, or even have a hypothesis of what will happen if it goes away from the Word of God. We need to stay with the Word, the source. We need to exalt the Word of God. Remember this, the Word of God is God-breathed. It wasn't just some man's initiative that was writing the Word of God. God spoke the Word. That's why Moses, that's why it's so important. The Torah is like the first books of the Bible, which we have. And when you just take and you start adding all the commentaries to it, well, you're going to get off, especially if you exalt the commentaries over the Word. Are you with me? 
We never want to do that. We must learn to that we need to use wisdom and let the Word of God be the source. And let me be clear. 1 Timothy 1.4. 1 Timothy 1.4. Never give, the Bible says, Neither give heed to fables and endless genealogies, which minister questions rather than godly edifying, which is in faith. 1 Timothy 4.7 says, But refuse profane and old fables, which are passed down stories, and exercise thyself rather unto godliness. See, he's correcting where you get your information from. You see that? He's correcting where you get your information from. 2 Timothy 4.4 says, And they shall turn away their ears from the truth and be turned unto fables. He's talking about in the last days. So I, this is one of the reasons why I am speaking on this very adamantly. Titus 1.14 Not giving heed to Jewish fables and commandments of men that turn from the truth. Do you see that? I didn't write it. It's in the Bible. Ultimately, the Bible says in the last days people will be fooled because they want to be. You say, why do you say that? Because he says that they'll seek out teachers having itching ears. What, is it, what does that word mean to have itching ears? It literally means that you have a scratch that you've got to itch, man. You've got, a, you, you, you've got this desire, man, you just, you know, and you, you've got to go scratch it. Are you with me? You'll lead the Word of God. Listen, we'll lead the foundation of the Word of God and we'll be turned unto these things because, well, maybe, maybe they're, 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 they're fascinating. And we like that stuff. But we've got to be careful because it can lead you into deception. Are you with me? You say, Pastor, you spend a lot of time on this. Well, I believe it's important because Jesus said it was important. People will begin to believe in signs and wonders that they witness now, don't get me wrong, there is signs and wonders. But there's also, the Bible says, there will be lying signs and wonders. Because they were going to want to believe the lie and the false promise that accompanied it. You know, Jeremiah was looked at as a guy that was told to shut up. I don't like using that word. My wife says don't use that word. We don't, we don't even use that word in my house. But I said it tonight. Is that okay? Basically because they didn't want to hear what he had to say. Because they would continue to declare a certain kind of, of peace. But it was a false peace. Let me just tell you something, guys. There is peace, but that peace is a pa that passeth all understanding will guard your heart and mind. But guys, we're coming into a day where Jesus said, in this world, you're going to have some trouble. I'm not trying to be doomsday or anything like that. But listen, guys, let me just help you with this understanding. It's time for the body of Christ to be strong in the Spirit. Strong in the Spirit. And not just pushed around by every wind of doctrine, not just blown around by whatever happens, just to try to appease ourselves. And just so that we, we remain in a sense of comfortableness and everything's just going to kind of continue as it, as it always has been. It's not. We're in those days, guys. 
We've been seeing it over a timeline for years, and the Bible calls it in Romans 8, birth pains that are taking place. These birth pains are happening not just in the earth. Some of the signs of the times, many people have asked me before, it says, Pastor, do you know whether or not the Bible actually talks about uh, climate change in the Word of God? Let me just tell you something. It doesn't mention climate change in the Word of God, but what it does tell us is that there will be earthquakes in many places. That there will be uh, floods, there's going to be all kinds of things happening in the earth. That the, that the world, that the earth will be given like, like a woman in birth. It will be birth pains. Even that the skies and the stars will begin to speak. Uh, Peter said it like this and Joel too said it like this. He just said that the moon will be turned to blood. Listen to me. There's a lot of people talking about September 23rd right now coming up. Because it's, it's a time of the Feast of Tabernacles, the time of trumpets, which is one of the feasts of Israel. And they're saying, well, you know what? Jesus could come on that day. Uh, and let me just say this prophetically. Yes, Jesus will probably come in the timeline of the tabernacle understanding around that time of trumpets. Uh, that is the, the one prophecy of the feasts that have yet been fulfilled. And you say, well, how do you know it's going to be around that time? Well, let me just say it like this. Did not Jesus come and was crucified in Passover? I'm asking a question. Did you see for you? Jesus, that we call that Easter. Jesus died during the feast of Passover on that day. He rose from the grave, and then 50 days later, the outpouring of the Holy Spirit came on the day of Pentecost, which is that type. So, yes, I believe that he's going to come in a particular time frame, but I don't think we know the day, but, he, but we'll look back and go, you know what, that's probably the day. That's going to be it right there. We'll have some kind of idea of it. But, guys, let me just tell you something tonight is whatever uh, we need to do, we need to understand this. He is coming soon. And it's very important. Ultimately, there will be a lot of people the Bible says, who will be hoodwinked by a master of deception who will feed their itching ears with exactly what they want to hear in the years leading up to Christ's return. The world will be misled by the greatest false prophets in human history and ultimately the greatest false prophet to ever arise, which would be the Antichrist. Now, that is, these things, are, these things uh, will take place. Now, I'm not going to go too much further tonight in this understanding because I am laying a foundation for a principal study. But let me just say this. Those who will be deceived will not just be innocent victims. They will not be condemned simply for being tricked. 2 Thessalonians 2.10 says, speaking of this understanding of the deception, he will use every kind of evil deception to fool those on their way to destruction. Because they refuse to love and accept the truth that would save them. So God will cause them to be greatly deceived and they will believe these lies. Then they will be condemned for enjoying evil rather than believing the truth. So as we'll begin to see, and I've got a, a lot of teaching on this. Again, I just gave you an outline of the book of Revelation. We'll begin this process. I'll start this process, and we'll give you the first lesson with notes next week uh, at 5 o'clock. We're not going to go any much further, and I'm going to try to keep it to one hour every evening. Is that okay? And uh, we're going to go through this timeline of study. And trust me, I believe once you begin this process 
uh, and, and begin to see these things, I tell you, it's going to be fascinating, it's going to be, it's going to be good, but it's going to be encouraging and equipping. So tonight, uh, I trust that, uh, I hope I laid a foundation of where we're going to come from, which is the Word of God, and also how to protect yourself uh, continually, even if, you, even if you were not to come back, and I pray you do, uh, but if you don't, listen, the Bible says, don't be deceived. Amen? And we don't want to be led in the deception that's in the world today because I'm telling you today, right now, there's a lot of people agreeing with the world. And the Bible says, do not be unequally yoked with an unbeliever. That means don't partner or agree with darkness. Because what communication has light with darkness? Are you with me? We can't be in agreement with the world when the Bible says that we need to be doing something else. Listen, we want to stand for truth, which is the Word of God, because a lot of people don't foresee the outcome of what is taking place when it comes to that deception when you agree with it. Because whatever you agree with, ultimately you condone, and you, we will all stand before God for condoning that. Do you understand my point? Because whatever you partner with, you say, I participate with. Well, praise the Lord. And I think these are good things that we need to hear, especially in our seasons and times that we're living in today. And we need to be very wise in the time and the season that we live in. Doesn't mean we don't, listen, we love everybody. Jesus loved the ungodly. Jesus loved everybody. But we don't compromise to please everybody. Just because the world says you can't preach the gospel because we don't want to hear it. Listen, not everybody's like that. That's just the spirit of Antichrist, which is trying to get the kingdom of God to be quiet. So we don't succumb to that. Because I've learned a long time ago that the righteous are as bold as a lion. It's the wicked who flee. And anytime you step up to the plate, listen, God's going to meet you right there. And I've seen supernatural things take place. I've seen people get saved, healed, delivered just by living it. Listen, Jesus didn't die privately so we have a private faith he died publicly for each and every one of us tonight and let me just tell you something we're called to take the gospel to the world to have a public faith not something that stays inside these walls because listen the spirit of antichrist is the spirit of tolerance and that's the religion of the antichrist are you with me I just said something for some of you probably never heard before. But that spirit of tolerance says, it doesn't say that you can be who you are. It says, you can't tell us what is right and what is wrong. You can't say there is a right and there's a wrong. And if you say there is, then you're an enemy. Are you with me? If you say there's a moral compass in the world, then you become an enemy. If you say, are you with me? Do you see these things being played out today? This is the whole understanding of what is terminalized in the Bible is calling good evil and evil good. Thank you for listening to today. If you are wanting more of these timely messages and teachings, go to our website at Pursuit Church Mornington to find all the other ways you can access Pursuit Church ministry and messages.